Well, hello there. We're back. That's right. Time for Go to Bed is back. Here in the wasteland that is Northeast Ohio. Oh, yuck. Yeah, it's, it's in double digits. It's 27 degrees outside, so it's like a freaking heat wave. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's going to get colder, thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. And next week, we'll probably have a big soupy mess because it's going to be 40 degrees, so that'll be fun. That. Yeah, that'll melt it all down. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, took a little downtime last week. It's been it's been a crazy couple weeks, so a lot of uh, stupid family turmoil that's finally settled down. It really has. It's, yeah. it's okay now. It is. So we're back to uh, sourcing and selling and having a good time but on eBay. Anything that's happened, any drama, any craziness, we still made 15 listings a day. And uh, now you've gone up to twenty. Yeah, I'm trying to do twenty a day. I gotta, I gotta change how I'm doing it a little bit though, because pushing myself a little too hard. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So we've got some fun. Uh, hey, good job, Tennessee. Um, he doing now? Oh, he's just throwing himself into doors and things like that. That's my um, boy. That's my boy. He probably hears me out here, and he's like, "No, I must be with you." Well, we gotta have door separation for the sound. Yeah, but I'm so, spending time with other cats, you know. Sure, sure, and uh, yeah. So one fun thing is this is this is a big exciting thing for for me for our eBay store is I've upgraded from the holidays from a Holly sticker that I was using to anchor down. Uh, this is. This is my process for, for putting together a package. I take two stickers to I because I, I use regular paper to print our uh, labels out on because I ended up with a free printer uh, about a year and a half ago. And I use that for printing eBay labels. And so I'll, all my shipping's taken care of and I just walk Sharp into the Shipping post label, yeah. So yeah. I have to cut out the, the piece of paper. We recycle the rest of the paper and, and shred it uh, for packing material. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, it's really just the most cost effective way. And, um, sure. so, so I cut out the labels, but if you don't have, if you don't have something holding the label down, what'll happen is the static electricity from the packing tape will cause the label to like levitate off of the box and, and, you know, and then maybe get messed up, you know, go on the, on the tape crooked or wonky or whatever. Sure. And uh, so I like to have two kinds of stickers. Now we have we talked about it in the past. We have our our uh, retro thank you. We appreciate good customers like you stickers that Susan got from for free from one of her old jobs. And um, and then I just uh, and I was using these Holly stickers uh, that were my grandmother's, I believe. Um, yeah. If, you know, for around the holidays. So now I am pleased to say, drum roll, brrr, smiley face Brrring. stickers. We got smiley face stickers now. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow uh, smiley face stickers. Not, I mean, there, there's a rainbow of colors of them. There are several, several different colors. Yeah, and you, you told me that they were going to send us some uh, freebies with the order of stickers, right? 
No, that's the freebies? that's the Be Kind Rewind person on Etsy. These these this uh, is a roll of five hundred. This is just a roll of five hundred generic. Let me see how many colors there are. Uh, let me see. What we got uh, two, four, six, eight. Bless you, bless you. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We have eight different colors of stickers. Um, so yeah, so how that's fun is fun. that? So, uh, so yeah, so now there's smiley face stickers to uh, spread our joy on our packages. <laughs> and and the smiley face stickers are kind of what um like be kind rewind you know be, like be kind rewind yeah so, yeah but there is like a that. person on etsy who i'm interested in uh they, they have these be kind rewind stickers they're repros you cannot find be kind real like a roll of them like you know i'm sure there's some old video store out there that they have a bunch in the back or something. You know what? I should ask sure. the one guy at the one store we go to in Cleveland yeah. if they have yeah. them. Or the other video store, see if they have any old ones just laying around. Yeah. Um, because that would be really cool to have old store stock of those because people love them. You know, and if they were vintage, you could probably just sell those on their own too. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, but there's a person on Etsy who does repro ones that are really nice and they're, they're die cut, so they're not on a roll. But the way they get around shipping super cheap is they sell them, I think it's like, I can't remember how much it is, but they send you a free v VHS tape for every, yeah. or, every order of like 50 or something like that. And they send out some pretty cool stuff. So I'm thinking about buying from them and then trying to resell the VHS that they send me because we are yeah. still selling VHS uh, pretty That's well. That's what we do. But see, um, yeah, you you did, thinking about that, and see, I'm thinking I want to make my own stickers. I want to make my own stickers. Uh, yeah, I do. At some point, we're gonna have Voodoo Zombie Boutique uh, stickers. Yeah. I I have a fun design of uh, a zombie with a VHS tape for a head. Oh, uh, cute! So it's like the windows in the in the on the VHS are as his eyes. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I have that. So if I could make it, if we could now. think of a couple more designs, a couple more, you know, fun, be kind, rewind designs with the zombie. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one with kiddo. I don't know. Uh, kiddo <laughs> deserves a sticker. Everybody would love that. Kiddo stickers would be great. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so uh, we um, we're you know, uh, but. You know, just in the interim, it's I like putting stickers on the outside of the boxes. It's just fun. Yeah. It's it's festive, and and people people have been leaving lots of good feedback about the packaging that I've picked for things. Yeah. Because I have uh the these boxes that I use are they're they're kind of a fancy box uh, for the VHS because we had some bad experiences with some getting crushed. I vow that I'm never having one get crushed again. So I, I constantly am buying these boxes. I'm down to like I, I'm down to like fourteen of these boxes and I need to get more because we've gone through three orders of them. So uh, you know, that's like hundred and fifty boxes. And um I do have other other backup boxes and things like that for emergencies. I save boxes and we have other size boxes too. Actually they they mistakenly sent me some boxes that turned out to be um, quite useful because I didn't have any, because I had a, a few times, like, um, 
VHS sets that are like two tapes or people just buy two separate tapes and they yeah. ship together. Um, and it was like, I, I need to cut one, you know, from a bigger box or whatever. But they sent me these nine by nine by three boxes accidentally. And I was uh, like, yeah. mm, hold right. on a second. These are perfect for two VHS tapes. So, and you know, if I get a huge order of DVDs, um, cause I can fit three DVDs in the box that I could normally fit one VHS in. And we did just have a multiple order of three DVDs that went out the other day, which I was pretty excited about. Somebody finally took advantage of our buy two get one free, and and that was finally. Pretty, so it was like a thirty dollar sale, uh, and you know, and that saves us if somebody buys, you know, it's 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 almost like, um, even if I'm giving away a free DVD, I'm saving like six dollars and fifty cents on shipping, and then I'm saving you know, that much more on the packaging too, because I'm using one oversized bubble envelope in one box. So yeah. it's, it's a win win for us when we do multiple sales, even if we're giving away something for free. And I've also, uh, for return customers, I've been giving, uh, uh, free stuff out to return customers. We had one, one guy last night just bought a brand new horror movie that we got, uh, a Japanese movie called Mon 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 Monster. No, no, it's not Japanese. I, I'm mistaken. It's. Um, what was it? I wasn't sure what it was. Um, I'll have to look it up. But uh, looks pretty cool, and it's yeah. pretty new. Like it's 2019. It's 2019 or something. Yeah, we oh, found geez. we found a really cool new source uh, that uh, we're keeping very guarded, a closely guarded secret. Uh, well, it's called but, it's called retail. When you find things in your area, it's called retail arbitrage. Uh, I believe. Okay. Well, yeah. So we found. Excuse, excuse the neighbor the dogs. Neighbor, uh, they're they're a gang. The, the a corgi, gang the corgi horde. Corgis. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're. Angry corgis. They just bark at anything. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they're adorable though. God. Yeah, I could fart too loud and they'd bark. Yeah. So, they would. you know, I mean. I don't think they're really good guard dogs. I'm just saying. Oh, they I think I, they're I, real tough, and that's that's funny, man. Well, it's funny. They'll scare somebody away, but the thing is, they just fucking bark at everything. So, how do you know when there's an actual threat? Yeah. So, sorry, I used the f word. Um, but uh, yeah, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to not use. I'm trying not to swear too much on the network. It's like you know, I'm trying to use my word. Trying to express my um, uh, you know, just express myself without curse words. Um, oh, we we got a new piece of feedback. Let's see what it is. Item arrived. Oh, Invasion Earth, uh, 1998 VHS three-tape oh, box. Yeah, we sold that within hours of putting it up. It says, item arrived, quick, safe, and exactly as advertised. Recommended seller. Nice. So, Like we do. Yeah. And I like I like this one. Um, and a VHS sale looks great, plays great, zero issues, would buy from again. Um, nice. This is the kind that I like. Uh, great eBay seller. Packaging was excellent. Quick shipping. Thanks. <laughs> You're always proud of that. Yeah, we we uh we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about how to do things better after making mm -hmm. mistakes. Great like that. And this is this is great. Um, 
we are a top-rated seller. We're consistently a top-rated seller. It says one of eBay's most reputable sellers consistently delivers oh. outstanding customer service. Yeah. Uh, that's what it says in our the description of us as a seller. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so let's let's review some of the the inventory that we got. Oh, let, let, let me find out what more about that because uh, we sold this movie Mon 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 Monsters to a, a repeat customer. And I have, I, I, I have a new vow, uh, is uh, I will not sell library copies of DVDs ever again um, because I sold one to somebody and I had to give them a refund because it was so scratched up that the chapters uh, were freezing yeah. up. It was, it was the Village of the Damned, uh, Children of the Damned uh, double feature, which sucks. But, you know, not a problem. I totally refunded them. And the guy said, there's a, he's like, you know, a... a he said there was a couple other movies he was looking at buying from us too. So totally gave him a refund, not a problem. So that's something that he didn't. So I had, a, I had a, a library copy of the newer, the remake of Carrie that came out a few years, uh, about 10 years ago now with like Chloe Grace Moritz. Is that her name? Um, I think. Oh. And, um, she, uh, uh, well, this, this guy, you know, he contacted me and said, Hey, I can't pay until Friday. Uh, can you wait? And I'm like, yeah, it's Wednesday. That's fine. Um, and uh, so I'm. it's sitting here packaged up on my desk. And I was like, hey, since you're a repeat customer, I'm going to give you a free DVD too. I didn't tell them what it was and I didn't tell them it was a crappy library copy. But it's free. And maybe it'll play. And if it doesn't, it was free. <laughs> and he, he only bought a movie for 10 bucks. Plus, I had to, you know, we're paying uh, roughly... Uh, with shipping and packaging and eBay costs, we're roughly, you know, making about $3 because this was a dollar movie that we, but making $3 off a $1 movie is good. You know, triple uh, return. Um, and, uh, but yeah, Mon 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 Monsters, Taiwanese uh, teen bloody gore horror comedy. Mon 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 Monsters yeah. looks really fun. It's about uh, yeah. this, it, it's about this group of, uh, high school students and one of them gets falsely accused of stealing and he's kind of like a bullied kid and then there's all these other uh bullies uh, that he's uh, he gets stuck with doing like um community service or something like that and they come across a a, a man-eating ghost and they capture her and the fun begins from there so it's really cool uh the trailer looks great we found a lot of really fun horror movies, and um, let me see. Let me go to our store, um, because I just listed a whole bunch, uh, and let me see. Okay. Uh, visit store. That's what we want. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah, we got a, a Baba Yaga, Terror of the Dark Forest, 2020, brand new. You know, that's, that's pretty new for a movie. Really creepy looking movie about Baba oh. Yaga. I'm sure Adam is familiar with uh, the story of Baba Yaga, and this one uh, was a Russian movie. I won't I won't hold that against it. You know, not every Russian's a bad person, just their government. Um, and then, oh yeah, this is the Japanese one. Uh, one Cut of the Dead, 2017. These are all brand new sealed movies too. One Cut of the Dead. It's um. <laughs> It's a real-time... Basically, this film crew wants to set out to make 
a one take, uh, like a one long shot, uncut, no edits, of a zombie uh, a zombie movie. Well, it turns out there's a real zombie apocalypse going on, so they're shooting in real time, like a 37 minute uh, segment or something like that of the movie. The other the other parts of the movie is about them getting ready to make the movie and everything. So there is some editing in it. But the main sequence of the film is like over a half an hour long and it's one shot and they find themselves wow. in a real zombie apocalypse. Well, I, I remember when this movie came out and it, it looks fantastic. And this mm-hmm. is under the Shudder exclusive thing because Shudder basically goes around the, the globe shopping for cool horror movies. And then there's um this uh, uh another movie that looks really fun a horror comedy called Prevenge and it's about a pregnant mother whose uh, unborn baby talks to her and tells her to go out and kill people <laughs> and and uh that has uh, Gemma Whalen from Game of Thrones who played Theon Greyjoy's sister I don't remember her her first name in that uh Kate Dickey who is in Prometheus and Alice Lowe who I think was in Hot Fuzz. She was in one of those. Yeah, I think it was Hot Fuzz, not Shaun of the Dead. Um, another one that I really want to see, it's called The Night Shifter from 2018. And that is, um, let me see. That is blah, 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 Portuguese, Portuguese movie. Um, and uh, And what's cool is a lot of these have the original language. And like English, French, Spanish, and they'll have an alternate audio track of English. Some of them have, uh, all you know, uh, I think one of them like even has a Dutch track or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one that Susan, you were interested in watching, uh, the one uh, Belzebuth uh, yeah. from 2017 with Tobin Bell from Saw, another Shutter original. And then uh, there's another one called Yummy. Which is a Belgian horror film. Belzebuth is Mex- is a Mexican horror movie, but it has. Uh, I think, I think what they're doing a lot nowadays is they're actually doing filming at the same time, like the English dialogue and like the Spanish dialogue or whatever you know other language it is. You know, for for a lot of these films, they're not even doing dubs. They're because I'm watching trailers for them, and I'll see the trailer in English. But then I'll see a scene from the movie, and it's like in Spanish or something like that. So I think there's a lot of these movies that they're, uh, you know, they have a multilingual cast, and they're actually doing all the dialogue scenes twice or something like that. Um, but yeah, Yummy is the that one is about uh, a hospital full of monsters and zombies, and <laughs> it looks wild and sleazy and uh, and fun. Yeah. But yeah. So that's a little sampling of some of the stuff. Tons. I mean, we, we literally got like 120 movies. Not all of them are horror. We found some other fun stuff. Um, but that, that's the thing I got excited about because we kept finding these movies made mm-hmm. by Shudder. And we have a subscription to Shudder. Yeah. So we can see all the scary movies. But it's just funny because it's like, yeah, Netflix has been doing this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like Prime has its own movies. Why can't they do horror ones? And and you were telling me that they're going around and finding people that are already making movies and just stamping the shutter name yeah. on it. But still, 
yeah, it's and that's what distribution, you know. Yeah, it's that's what that's what Netflix does too. You know, they'll say Netflix yeah. original, but you know, it was you know, uh, but it's oh, it was a German TV series, you know. Um, I think it's kind of a golden age in a way of storytelling, and yeah. it's like you know, we're, we've got this physical media and we're having fun, and some people are selling it, but mm -hmm. the thing is, there's not going to have streaming forever. Things I liked from five years ago are not on streaming anymore. Yeah, and it, I, I thought, oh well, you know, they're gonna always have it. They don't. So yeah. you know, it's kind of reflective it, in some of the sales we've made recently too, because yeah, there's some yeah. kind of oddball things that we've sold. Um, but we found a lot of Blu-rays too in in this uh, recent sourcing acquisition, and you know, some kind of mainstream stuff like Magic Mike, um, the the sexy man stripper movie. Um, and, uh, a fun movie I've never heard of, but it look I would like to see it cause it has two of my favorite actors in it. Uh, late bloomers with Isabella Rossellini and William Hurt. So it's kind of a, a, you know, a boomer rom-com or something like that, you know, but you know, they're yeah, great it looked actors, like so. it. I, I thought it was kind of neat looking. Yeah. And then I found, uh, I got two copies cause it seemed to sell pretty well. It's an anime movie. Adam, listen called Napping Princess from 2017 by uh, Kenji uh, Kamayama. Uh, yeah, so anime fantasy adventure. So, uh, but yeah, and um, that one, you know, that one has the original, um, has English, French, and the original Japanese audio with English, French, and Spanish subtitles. And loads of bonus features. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so we found some really interesting stuff in this and then, um, and, but I guess we should talk about some of our more recent sales before we get to what we just sold. Cause what we sold, woo, there's some nineties action in there. Um, but, um, yeah, since, uh, uh, let me see, we, we took a week off, so the list will be kind of long, but we'll, we'll talk about a little, a few of them, some, some standouts, um, uh, but yeah, so sitting on my desk waiting to go out is that, um, uh, Mon 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 Monsters, uh, which I totally mm -hmm. want to see. Looks great. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, this was a good one. This was, uh, a 50 cent DVD, uh, sealed called Poetic Justice from 1993, Tupac Shakur and Janet Jackson, romantic drama. Um, you know, sold that for 1050. Uh, you know, so, you know, I made like seven bucks off of that, you know, six, six bucks to be safe, uh, with packaging and everything, uh, the packaging on that one, that's, that's that, uh, a DVD under like $15 gets what I call, um, uh, economy shipping. Uh, and that basically I have these oversized eBay envelopes that I put it in, but I make a reinforced cardboard uh, inner package so it doesn't get crushed. I mean, it could potentially get crushed, but I figure if I can save a little bit on packing materials uh, for the cheaper ones, it's not going to hurt if every once in a while one gets crushed. No problem so far, and I've gotten positive feedback on the economy shipping. Um, this was a great order. Obviously, a guy who's a fan of, fan of 80s movies... Um, he, uh, picked up, uh, an early DVD edition of Ghostbusters, brand new, 
Um, this was the buy two get one free guy. Red Sonya, nineteen eighty five, with Schwarzenegger and Brigitte uh, Brigitte uh, Brigitte Nielsen. And uh, twenty ten, the year we make, make contact, nineteen eighty four, with uh, Roy Scheider and Helen Mirren. That's a great sequel um, to two thousand one. It doesn't. Not a lot of people talk about it, but this one is brilliant. This one was something that Susan listed a long, long time ago. And it was something I got for free from my old job from uh, and and because what would happen is all the beer companies and stuff like that, they'd come in and they give put freebies out for bartenders or to pass out whatever. And so that when they had a a surplus of this stuff like shot glasses or, you know, around Mardi Gras, they'd have like bead necklaces and crap like that, bottle openers, whatever. Um but PBR, or I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know the distribution company, if it was Miller or Budweiser, House of La Rose, whatever. But they had a whole bunch of PBR headbands, like those terry cloth headbands with the, their red, white, and blue with the, the logo in the middle. And, and so I we, sold the wristbands previously. I sold the wristbands yeah. before. Yeah, so now, yeah. and so we just put the two PBR headbands uh, or sweatbands um, in. Um, in seal, they were still in the package. Sold both of those for twenty four dollars. Hey, cost three fifty to ship or something like that in an envelope. Um, and uh, let me see. So, uh, Scream three. We sell Scream movies like it's no. There's no tomorrow. Um, fourteen ninety nine for Scream three tested. That was you know that movie came out of a a, a collection that we spent fifty bucks on. You know, or it was from the you know from another place where we might have spent a dollar on it. Um, this one was weird, and Susan totally made back. We w- there was um an estate sale where we got some kind of nice movies yeah. for nice people, and yeah. Susan picked up this auction lot for twenty two dollars, and we sold we this one DVD essentially made back most of the money. Um, it's a DVD called Legacies of Perfection from 2013, um, about old Indiana cars, uh, Auburn, Cord, Duesenberg, and it was released never, by... Never thought that would sell, and bang, yeah, it did. Twenty five ninety nine. <laughs> and then we did Hidden Number, Hidden <coughs> Hidden figures. figures. Yeah, Hidden Figures, yeah. that one sold out of the same lot, so we definitely are in the black on that lot, so that's yeah. good. Uh, one that I picked up at a local shop for a dollar called Neon City, uh, with Michael Ironside and Vanity, a dystopian sci-fi VHS. Sold that for eighteen ninety-nine. Uh, sold my personal box set of the Adventures of Briscoe County, the complete series on DVD for twenty-seven ninety-nine. Uh, oh, and here this this one too. Uh, was from that one that we sold uh, Hidden Figures from, too. The uh, Agatha's Christie's uh, Miss Marples, Volume 1, sold for fourteen ninety nine, And yeah. then something I found in the garage that was from the that big estate sale, our King's Highway acquisition, that is the big, big, big moneymaker that has paid and itself off. we're still off. talking about it. Still talking about it. <laughs> um, Invasion Earth, 1998, three VHS, three tape box set. It's about a sci-fi invasion series. I, I put that up for twenty nine ninety nine, and it sold within six hours, I think. Um, 
a former rental copy of Soylent Green that I probably got for, I think, I don't know where this one came from. It might have been one of those that I got from Mark's for 33 cents. Um, but it was a uh, former rental, um, $14.99. Uh, it's an early edition of the DVD, so that's why. Uh, yeah. Let me see. I In uh, Gravity, Blu-ray, twelve fifty. That's I'm sure I got for a dollar. The specials that was from my personal collection. That's a James Gunn early superhero spoof, fourteen seventy five. I got for that. Uh, oh, this one gotta love this. She Wolves of the Wasteland DVD, nineteen eighty eight with Persis <laughs> Kambata with Persis Kambata from Star Trek the Motion Picture. Um, sexy post apocalyptic new thirty five ninety nine. Uh, dinosaurs, 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 1987 VHS, 1313. One of those anime movies when I did my anime blitz a few weeks back, uh, Wicked City sold that for 15 bucks. And that was all out of my stuff. Um, and then I think we're probably at the end. The Lost World Season 1, 2003, six disc set, brand new, 52.99. My lord. So, uh, so yeah, and I'm a little worried cause now I'm looking here. So I, I'm, I'm waiting for, hopefully we don't get a complaint soon, but, uh, looks like that copy of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation that we, the last one we sold is still out for delivery. We oh shipped it gosh. on the 16th. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it and it says estimated delivery Monday, January 24th. Let me just see if this is slagging here. Let me, let me go to USPS.com and see if. They have updated information, but this, yeah, I we tried it, something new this week. We usually go to the post office, but we did have a uh, <coughs> excuse me a package picked up. Yeah, so we did try to because our street, like normal people, they give you your mail and then they take whatever's in your box. But for some reason, on our street even though we're like a, ma a block from the post office, they say, oh, we don't pick up here. This isn't a pickup street. And mm. I think that's weird. But we requested a pickup yeah. on one package just to see how that would go. So they did pick it up Yeah. for the PBR so, headbands. Yeah, that was the, the PBR headbands. Yeah, let me see. Uh, look at the tracking on it real quick uh in transit okay it departed the akron facility so that's good um <laughs> so yeah i think that's pretty much it i think uh, i i don't remember what we talked about uh, oh we did sell uh hot in cleveland season one 14.99 rest in peace betty white and then um that uh yeah we're back to oh god we there was another scream vhs we sold <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, Scream, I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure you don't, that Scream 5 came out in the theaters. Well, maybe you do. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to the theaters, so so because Scream 5 came out in the theaters, we got our old Scream copies and, mm -hmm. and cleaned them up and put them for sale with Scream masks that we had left over from Halloween, so yeah, that'll yeah. make it. You know. We got some watchers on those, but no, no bites yet, so... Uh, we'll yeah. see if they don't if they don't go. I'll just take it down and eat the candy, and then uh, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll relist them around Halloween. Um, but uh, yeah, another thing I've noticed too: we sell a lot of Dolph Lundgren stuff. 
So, because we sold the skin trade from 2014 recently. Oh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, used copy of that on VHS for $41.99. That was a good one. Good sale. So, so yeah, so I think we're, we're, we're at the end there. And now we've got the, um, the four most recent sales... Uh, in, in a feature that we like to call uh, what we sold and uh, let me see I think I, I mislabeled this hold on let me change the um, I put it as 1227 not 127 yeah we didn't have anything around 127 because that was around Christmas and we didn't do a show so yeah here's what we sold 127 20 oh gosh 2021, 2022. Here we go. Coming this summer. Attention! Attention, please! The world premiere. You ain't seen nothing yet. Of an action-filled family adventure. Behold! I give you prehistoric life! <laughs> it's a story of two kids. One huge discovery. It must have been frozen in those eggs for ages. And a lovable bunch of prehistoric pets. The biggest terrestrial carnivore that ever lived. Guess we got the lungs of the litter. There's Madonna, Paula, Hammer, Jagger, and of course... Say howdy. He just got kissed on the tush by the king. Elvis. They're heroes from another time in an adventure for all ages. Where are my babies? Where are my babies? Prehysteria. Exclusively on video cassette. Introduces Leverage, a new team of modern-day Robin Hoods. The Grifter. Olivia Smythe Patel. Couldn't talk. I read people for a living. That's my thing. The Thief. Sweet. <laughs> the Hacker. All the employee phones in this building are hooked up to the internal Wi-Fi. I can see through his phone's camera. You can do that? Oh, you'd be surprised at what I can do. 
sold uh, in reverse order the last four sales mm-hmm. were uh 200 cigarettes uh from 1999 tested vhs i just picked that up for a dollar uh at a local place the other day uh that yeah has... i was i think i was remembering how much i liked that movie well it takes place on new year's eve 1981 and mm. it has a huge cast of a lot of notable people: Ben Affleck, Christina Ricci, Paul mm. Rudd, Dave Chappelle, um, uh, Martha Plimpton. Um, oh gosh, Janine Garofalo, uh, just Jay Moore. All kinds of people are in this. Mm. Um, so it's 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 kind of a, a a fun play on like the old Brat Pack movies of the '80s, sort of. Um, and uh, you know, uh, but yeah, somebody just snagged it, and it's uh, it, it went in the mail today. That's just how Bye. fast we are. So, um, and then before that, also 1992 season two 
of silk stockings. <laughs> I don't know if you recognize mm. the recognize if anybody recognized that that super cheesy show opening uh, from Silk Stockings. Such I I mean just amazingly like leftover eighties early nineties sound and TV music. Um, mm -hmm. and oh oh I'm sorry I skipped over uh, uh leverage from two uh, the first season from two thousand eight with Timothy Hutton. I never mm -hmm. heard of this show, but uh, yeah, I had to, since two of them, uh, I had to, I did four things in this one because uh, it was too short. It was only like three minutes, so I wanted to get up to five minutes, so I threw in, um, uh, so I did four, and then of course the first one in there was Prehysteria, um, and uh, with uh, Charles Band, uh, Full Moon Charles Band, uh, the guy loves doing tiny monsters. Tiny, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's the, uh, uh, I think Charles Band is the guy who is responsible for uh, the Puppet Master movies and uh, just tons of stuff. He's done tons of crazy, crazy, crazy stuff with practical effects. And I really kind of admire his work. But usually his movies involve small monsters. Which is kind of funny because it's like that. What that really kind of was never really that big of a genre until he kind of sunk his teeth into it. Yeah, there's always been, you know, you know, obviously kaiju and giant monsters. You know, Night of the Lepus, <laughs> which we covered last Friday, uh, with giant killer rabbits uh, that Michelle picked out for one of the trailer blocks for DeForest Kelly's birthday. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so, so that's a, that's a fun little thing. You know, that's all, those are all sales from, uh, yesterday and today. Um, so, uh, yeah, three of them shipped, um, three of them. Well, yeah, wait a minute. So you, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It says it shipped. This is as soon as you print a label out on eBay, that's when it officially says it's shipped because you generated a tracking number. So some of these, it says were shipped yesterday, but they really didn't make it until, to the post office until today. But then prehysteria sold when we were coming, when we were, were had just gone to the post office. So that's sitting on my desk, packaged up, ready to be dropped off tomorrow. So, and of course, in part of our motto is we ship every day except for Sundays and holidays. And we do because the post office is only about a quarter of a mile from our house. Yeah, so, it's just it's just a nice little walk, you know. But yeah. we uh, we just jump by there on the way to running other errands, you know. Yeah, we're not walking things there now. I mean, the sidewalks are completely impassable. So, um, <laughs> But uh, come summertime, I'll be getting some exercise and walking these up to the or come springtime, uh, I'll be, or just at least when there's no freaking snow on the sidewalks. Um, <laughs> I'll be and we, we, um, we, uh, how do I say it? Cleared the sidewalks, you know, and, and the, one of the local suburbs just north of us has just put in laws into effect that people have to clean their, clear their sidewalks and stuff. So yeah. those of you that don't have snow, gosh, you're lucky, you know? Yeah. I, uh, use my, uh, snow Joe electric snowblower. Uh, and it's a little, takes a little bit of work when the snow's wet and heavy, 
but it does does the trick and you know worst case scenario is it clogs up a little bit on the yeah. uh, you know when the snow is wet but you need know, to just turn it off and then poke a you know i just poke the shovel snow shovel handle in it to clear it up um but uh but yeah so uh overall i'm you know we had a bit of a lag in some of our sales but january has been pretty pretty doggone good uh so far um and uh you know and it, it amazes me too like you know that, that we're we're you know we we have pretty decent international sales too but we're shipping a lot to you know like uh the the pre hysteria it's going to california you know i just shipped um you know uh the um silk stockings uh to i think that was missouri and uh you know once one was in kentucky you know just all all kind of, you know everywhere tennessee you're having fun there buddy so but you know but this new stock is really exciting because uh, we immediately we immediately got a couple watchers on things and and what's and and also in review of what we have sold recently there's a lot of old stuff a lot of new stuff and a lot of stuff that uh, has been you know i mean like the the 2010 Red Sonja Ghostbusters, those were essentially all listed around the same time because it took me two seconds to find them, you know. And I listed um, Voodoo Zombie Boutique in the chat room on Discord just so you guys can take a look at what we're what we're talking about. But um, the thing is, we're trying to have a good mix like when you start out on ebay sometimes you start out selling whatever's laying around your house that you don't want and that works out for a little while but it's better to specialize so we're trying to specialize in media and uh we still have a few weird things like i still have a can opener and you know that's in box and, and stuff like that well the headbands but, the headbands was, was a yeah. good example but and and we sold those and there was like a little donkey in there i didn't mention that we sold to a little stone donkey yeah um, and it just I've, I've been trying to go through things and be like this isn't in my collection but we don't really have room to sell the little chotskis we used to you know like i used to go to a yard sales and be like oh I might be able to sell this on eBay and I'd pick it up, but yeah. um, we're not doing that anymore. Now no. we're just basically VHS or the, you know, I think the that's the oldest and coolest, you know, like we have a copy of the Warriors on VHS, which is just, you know, was the movie everybody was talking about when I was in, in mm -hmm. college at the beginning. And then, you know, it's like, we have some DVDs and CDs to make us, you know, newer stuff. And then we get excited when we get new stuff in and pick that up. But yeah. so we're trying to do a movie for everyone. Like, whatever you want, we got it. Yeah, you know? for, for CDs, I'm trying to stick just the soundtracks. Uh, just to, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, and I have a couple. I think I have one or two lots. I know I have somewhere in time on vhs with mm -hmm. uh somewhere in time the cd soundtrack as well because the somewhere in time vhs does not sell that great so i figure well let's put something with it and i i think i talked about that one of our last shows about pairing things up in like kind of gift lots that because the doing the scream masks with the scream 
uh, VHS and DVDs. Because that's something else I did. If I didn't mention it, I actually sourced um, uh, a couple Scream 1, 2, and 3 DVDs for pretty cheap. Put them with a mask mm -hmm. and jacked the price way up. Because the masks yeah. were selling for like, I was selling for like twenty seven ninety nine around Halloween. So you throw and the, in. And the mask mm -hmm. is certified from Scream. Yeah. You know, they, the movie. It's it's verified by the movie, you know. Yeah, they have the tags on them and everything. Um, and, um, but, uh. But yeah, so that that just seems, you know, I, I like throwing the little gimmicky things in, and as long as you're having that barcode for the movie when you scan it, and because if you scan the mask, it's gonna say, oh, okay, well, you're gonna have to pay a boatload more shipping. But if I scan the VHS and make that the primary item, then the mask, I don't have to worry about putting the barcode in for that. People are just gonna see it in the pictures and read about it in the description, and it'll ship media mail. Um, so I got the. I'm thinking about getting less noisy candy that rattles around in there though too, because <laughs> the junior mints yeah. make a bunch of racket. Um, but uh, those junior mints are too loud. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I, but no, I'm just really thrilled about uh, a lot of the stuff that we we put up. We and we're still, even though we have all this horror stuff and all these new Blu-rays and stuff. I'm still kind of sprinkling in older stuff that we have on DVD because I have all these old um, uh, DVD double features that were released by East West Video, those slim case ones. Uh, the company is defunct. Some of the, some of the pairings of movies are strange. Uh, you know, I've got one with Night of the Living Dead and Death Race 2000 on it. I love that. I mean, it's that's that's a great double feature, honestly. Um, but, uh, the, uh, efficiency, yeah, this one I love, I've never heard of it. The efficiency expert from 1991 with Anthony Hopkins, um, and, uh, Russell Crowe and, uh, Tony Collette and Ben Mendelsohn. So obviously this is an Australian movie because three out of four of those actors, you know, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Tony Collette and Russell Crowe are all Australians. Anthony Hopkins being the exception. Um, and that's like a weird comedy, and it's it, 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 it's also, the a.k.a. Spotswood was the name of the movie. And that's the thing. they All these movies have like two titles. Uh, and then uh, there's another movie from 1975 with Tommy Lee Jones called Eliza's Horoscope. I, you know, and I, I mean... these it about? I, it, it's... It's about somebody who gets their horoscope read and they find out who they're going to fall in love <laughs> with or something. I don't know. I didn't really put down... I just put down the cast members for him because it's, um, uh, you know... I take plenty of pictures of the backs that, that show the descriptions of what the movie movies are. But, um, but yeah, but the pictures they use on these movies are like, you know... The, the Tommy Lee Jones movies from 1975, but they use a picture of Tommy Lee Jones from, like, you know, 1998. And the same with the picture of, you know, uh, they have a Hannibal Lecter-looking picture of uh, Anthony Hopkins and a Gladiator-looking picture of Russell Crowe. But, you know, they're both very baby-faced in 1991. So, uh, well, I guess Anthony Hopkins looked about the same in... Because uh, Sil Silence of the Lambs was late 80s, right? 89 or something? So 
theater. What? I went and saw it at a drive-in theater. Yeah, uh, but I anyway. remember that. So yeah, so we're sprinkling in some old stuff as well. And I found this one really weird movie. Uh, I don't know exactly where it came from, but it's a De Niro movie. <laughs> uh, and uh, this was so confusing. Uh, let, let me just find it and I'll read the description of it. because uh, oh, oh, we got Vampire's Kiss. We found a couple copies of Vampire's Kiss with yeah. uh, Nicolas Cage, brand new. Jennifer Beals, of course. Um, the Swap. This is the movie. A.K.A. Samsung, dig this, 1969-79, all right? This is weird. This is a neo-noir crime action movie with Robert De Niro and Sybil Danning. Although, Robert De Niro and Sybil Danning do not share the screen together because Robert De Niro's scenes were filmed in 1969 and Sybil Danning's were filmed in 1979. This is a recut movie. Uh, originally called, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, okay, here, here it is. Um, it's called The Swap, starring Robert De Niro and Sybil Danning. But mm -hmm. hold on a second, this movie is actually a recut slash re-edit of the 1969 movie Samsung, directed by, uh, Jordan Leondopoulos. This recut version called The Swap, a.k.a. Line of Fire, was also done by Jordan Leondopoulos, <laughs> with new scenes added a decade later with new actors not in the original production. Confused yet? I sure am. Um, and then I put, <laughs> I'm a big Ed Wood of... Uh, 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 anyway, I'm a big fan of Ed Wood and Roger Corman, so I'm no stranger to filmmakers recycling older material to, to make a buck. But wow, this one is just nuts. And I said, uh, on that note, Han shot first. So, you know, talking about filmmakers taking... Uh, liberties with their 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 products or other people's products um so uh but i watched it and it works uh, i what well, we watched about half of it on dvd um because i was like let's just watch it you know we'll take you know watch it very you know so th that one it's for sale but we're we're testing it and and it's not bad uh, mm -hmm. you know, the film quality is pretty bad. It was obviously a pretty low budget and De Niro was just starting out, but De Niro did some weird stuff back yeah. in, back in the sixties. He was taking a lot of, a, a lot of crazy jobs in the sixties and early seventies. Um, I think he so, just needed a job. He yeah. was just like, yeah, I'll do your movie. Oh, and this is, this is an interesting one that I'd never heard of, uh, for you Doctor Who and Beatles fans out there. Christopher Eccleston played John Lennon in a movie called Lennon Naked, a BBC <laughs> a BBC TV biopic. Um and uh we got that in a wholesale lot and hopefully we get uh, a somebody buying that. Uh but yeah, mm -hmm. so so fun interesting things and then and it seems like Michael Ironside is haunting me in in listings. Michael Ironside and Dolph Lundgren keep popping up everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I found, uh, I don't know where it came from, but it's called crime and punishment in suburbia from 2000 and it's based on Dostoevsky's crime and punishment. Uh, and it has Ellen Barkin and Michael Ironside in it and, uh, a, a, a youthful cast. Oh, what's the actor's name? He, he was just in the last season of Titans as Scarecrow and he was in, um, Mad Men. Uh, he was that baby face guy from Mad Men. Um, oh. 
of Vincent Vincent Carthizer. So, uh, and Conchata Farrell, the late Conchata Farrell, who was the housekeeper in Two and a Half Men. So, (laughs) um, oh yeah, and our 5% off coupon code is VZB5YouLuckyDuck. Lucky Duck. (laughs) So, because you have to come up with these titles for coupons and, um, uh, but yeah. That's the first thing that came to my mind. No, I like it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, we've got, uh, you know, yeah, that's another fun thing that's been generating some sales. A lot of that 5% off coupon is, is getting us some sales, but anyway, but then when you, when you shop mm-hmm. at the link, I gave you guys, if you shop, you can get 5% off anyway. It'll just, just say 5% off. Okay. Oh, cool. kiddo teaser. Uh, kiddo yeah. In, kiddo in love. Kiddo in love. So. Uh, I just immediately thought of Chucky's in love. Um, <laughs> so anyway, no, that looks great. I can't wait. So yeah, we do have uh, two chapters of The Road to Oz coming up. Uh, and uh, I gotta load them. Uh, but I can do that on the break. And then we're gonna try to do a fairy tale. We've been yeah, promising we've got- it to you, or I've been promising it to myself, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, something from the Blue Fairy book. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so but we're gonna get to uh, the the road from uh, the road to Oz, rather the road from Oz. Uh, we have chapters nineteen and twenty, and I think there's only four more chapters in the book. So two more episodes, and we'll uh, uh, after two 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 more episodes, and we'll be moving on to another bomb book or whatever Susan decides that we're gonna be listening to. So, but I think Foxfire probably will vote for another Oz book, uh, and Kiddo probably would too. So, um, yeah, I guess we should probably just hit the break uh, and uh, let's go. Let's uh, this this was fun last time. Um, let's go to uh, an older what we sold uh, from. Mm, let's see what we sold. Around, um, oh gosh, I'm afraid I'm going to repeat these. We don't have a lot of these. We only have, uh, let's see what, let's see what we sold the, um, the first week of December. How about that? And, uh, and then, yeah, we'll be right back after this. Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment invite you to experience the magic of the classic story as it comes to life like you've never seen before. In a place where the Christmas spirit is everywhere. Have the best Christmas ever! Well, almost everywhere. Counting down the Christmas clock, old young Blast this Christmas music! It's joyful and triumphant. Jim Carrey is the Grinch. I must stop this Christmas from coming. From Universal Pictures. But what would I wear? 
and Imagine Entertainment. Forgot about the reindeer. Action! Brilliant! Mr. Grinch? I myself am having some Yuletide doubts. Don't care. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas. Grow up! If you think you know the whole story. What if it's all just a misunderstanding? This could change my entire outlook on life! Really? No. You don't know Grinch. Let's eat I'm going to throw up, and then I'm going to die! Jim Carrey. <laughs> In a Ron Howard film. <laughs> the Grinch. Somebody's fabulous! <laughs> Flowers. Yes, I, I received a delivery from you this morning, and I was wondering if you had any record of who placed the order. An anonymous gift from a secret admirer. Oh my God, I could go for years on that. I sent you the flowers. Yeah, I, uh, I cleaned out the city. And you made this incredible arrangement of flowers for someone you've never even met? Marry him. Marry him now. One question. Why me? I like to take these walks. One night, all the windows were dark, except one. I saw you standing there, and you were crying. Now, I haven't been able to stop thinking about what made you so sad. You, uh... Well, do you want to, do you want to come up? There's something I'd really, I'd really like you to see. <laughs> The whole thing was just completely amazing. Yeah. This is your first time out there. I would really be afraid to see you put too much on this. It might be too late. I think I'm in love with her. I have to go. You haven't told him anything about you yet. What is it? She had it rough. She just shuts off. I have fallen in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. He's really changed a lot after Catherine died. I lost everything one second. Why are you so afraid to be happy? Don't you think that he's worth the risk? You, uh, you must be wondering who I am. Someone who's making Lisa as happy as I've ever seen her. But if you hurt her, I'll kill you. Okay? Okay. Meet Sydney Fox. She's not your average professor. Sydney, hi. She teaches class and kicks a whole lot of. I was told you find things of historical interest. Sometimes. All I want is. It was a nice little teaching job. You ain't seen nothing yet. Join Tia Carrera on the ultimate adventure. Relic Hunter starts Monday at 7 on Pick. Time for go to bed.
I guess that means Susan's not back at her computer. Welcome back to Time for Go to Bed, the story time half of our program. So tonight uh, we get chapters 19 and 20 of The Road to Oz, which are very short. Clocking oh, no. in 7 minutes and 17 seconds and 9 minutes and 21 seconds. So that means You'll we'll take have what you can get. plenty of time for the 20-minute um, fairy tale. All right. Here we go. In Ozma's palace, Kiddo discovers an object that he hopes will be his friend. And that is a big, fancy, gorgeous mirror. And is there something about a mirror coming up that I don't know? I don't know. I, I got on the wrong damn. Oh, there it is. Oh, let's it's pretty see. adorable. So that's great. So well done. Beautiful as always, uh, Foxfire. Thank you. So, yes. and uh, I will be downloading this forthwith and, um, Doing some colorification. Yeah. Like you do. Oh no, don't do that. There, and there's those damn dogs again. The corgis are back. Yep. They're tough. No, they're not. So, <laughs> not in the least. They have little gold chains and they have little backwards hats. They're a gang. Uh huh. <laughs> so. Oh, it, it sounds like they're literally in our house. They're like right outside the window where Susan they're is. They're literally outside my window right there. And I mean, the I could yell at them, okay? It, the window is definitely not open either. Don't yell at them. Just, we're we're going to be muting. I know the their side. names. Just, Most of their names. Don't even worry about it. Don't get them to shut it. up. Don't worry about it. I did tell them to hush the other day. Yeah. Um. But because um, I was just fed up. Fed up. So, anyway, uh, like I said, I could fart too loud and those dogs will bark. Yeah, I um, have had them bark at me when I was using the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, because the... That's too weird. Our bathroom faces the driveway where the dogs are. And the dogs just, just go out in the fucking driveway. I'm sorry, I said I said the F word again. These dogs have a yard that's uh, 150 feet deep. And they just want to bark at the gate. At the in the driveway, and they yeah, can barely see anything because she she parks her car in front of the gate too, so all yeah. they can see they they have like, like a field of vision of like, you know, uh, uh you know oh somebody's on the sidewalk, <laughs> a car, poor guys farted too. They've loud. got a big backyard. They're just bored. They're just they're yeah. sweet dogs. They're none not of our bad. none of our neighbors with dogs ever walk their dogs. No, no, I mean you don't see that. There's a reason they why all I'm... have. We all have these big, huge, long backyards, which is great for a dog run. But the dogs don't want to run. The dogs want to play with other people and play with each other and play. They want to play. They're just like cats. Everybody wants to play. Well, even kiddo and the kidlets, they want oh, to play. Oh, they definitely want to play. They're all about the play. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, they're going to get on my last nerve if we don't start playing this soon. So let me yeah, uh, let's, let's go do ahead it. and, uh, start this up. So here we go. Here we have, uh, the road to Oz chapter 19 read by our favorite dude. Chapter 19 of the road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. 
This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 19 The Shaggy Man's Welcome The Shaggy Man stood in the great hall, his shaggy hat in his hands, wondering what would become of him. He had never been a guest in a fine palace before. Perhaps he had never been a guest anywhere. In the big, cold outside world, people did not invite shaggy men to their homes. And this shaggy man of ours had slept in more haylofts and stables than in comfortable rooms. When the others left the great hall, he eyed the splendidly dressed servants of the Princess Ozma as if he expected to be ordered out. But one of them bowed before him as respectfully as if he had been a prince, and said, Permit me, sir, to conduct you to your apartments. The shaggy man drew a long breath and took courage. Very well, he answered, I'm ready. Through the big hall they went, up the grand staircase carpeted thick with velvet, and so along a wide corridor to a carved doorway. Here the servant paused, and, opening the door, said with polite deference, Be good enough to enter, sir, and make yourself at home, in the rooms our royal Ozma has ordered prepared for you. Whatever you see is for you to use and enjoy as if your own. The princess dines at seven, and I shall be here in time to lead you to the drawing-room, where you will be privileged to meet the lovely ruler of Oz. Is there any command in the meantime with which you desire to honor me? No, said the shaggy man, but I'm much obliged. He entered the room and shut the door, and for a time stood in bewilderment, admiring the grandeur before him. He had been given one of the handsomest apartments in the most magnificent palace in the world, and you cannot wonder that his good fortune astonished and awed him until he grew used to his surroundings. The furniture was upholstered in cloth of gold, with the royal crown embroidered upon it in scarlet. The rug upon the marble floor was so thick and soft that he could not hear the sound of his own footsteps, and upon the walls were splendid tapestries woven with scenes from the land of Oz. Books and ornaments were scattered about in profusion, and the shaggy man thought he had never seen so many pretty things in one place before. In one corner played a tinkling fountain of perfumed water, and in another was a table bearing a golden tray loaded with freshly gathered fruit, including several of the red-cheeked apples that the shaggy man loved. At the farther end of this charming room was an open doorway, and he crossed over to find himself in a bedroom containing more comforts than the shaggy man had ever before imagined. The bedstead was of gold and set with many brilliant diamonds, and the coverlet had designs of pearls and rubies sewed upon it. At one side of the bedroom was a dainty dressing-room with closets containing a large assortment of fresh clothing, and beyond this was the bath, a large room having a marble pool big enough to swim in, with white marble steps leading down to the water. Around the edge of the pool were set rows of fine emeralds, as large as doorknobs, while the water of the bath was clear as crystal. 
For a time the shaggy man gazed upon all this luxury with silent amazement. Then he decided, being wise in his way, to take advantage of his good fortune. He removed his shaggy boots and his shaggy clothing, and bathed in the pool with rare enjoyment. After he had dried himself with the soft towels, he went into the dressing-room and took fresh linen from the drawers and put it on, finding that everything fitted him exactly. He examined the contents of the closets and selected an elegant suit of clothing. Strangely enough, everything about it was shaggy, although so new and beautiful, and he sighed with contentment to realize that he could now be finely dressed and still be the shaggy man. His coat was of rose-colored velvet, trimmed with shags and bobtails, with buttons of blood-red rubies and golden shags around the edges. His vest was a shaggy satin of a delicate cream color, and his knee-breeches of rose velvet trimmed like the coat. Shaggy, creamy stockings of silk and shaggy slippers of rose leather with ruby buckles completed his costume, and when he was thus attired the shaggy man looked at himself in a long mirror with great admiration. On a table he found a mother-of-pearl chest decorated with delicate silver vines and flowers of clustered rubies, and on the cover was a silver plate engraved with these words, The Shaggy Man, His Box of Ornaments. The chest was not locked, so he opened it, and was almost dazzled by the brilliance of the rich jewels it contained. After admiring the pretty things, he took out a fine golden watch with a big chain, several handsome finger rings, and an ornament of rubies to pin upon the breast of his shaggy shirt-bosom. Having carefully brushed his hair and whiskers all the wrong way to make them look as shaggy as possible, the shaggy man breathed a deep sigh of joy and decided he was ready to meet the royal princess as soon as she sent for him. While he waited, he returned to the beautiful sitting-room and ate several of the red-cheeked apples to pass away the time. Meanwhile, Dorothy had dressed herself in a pretty gown of soft gray embroidered with silver and put a blue and gold suit of satin upon little Button Bright, who looked as sweet as a cherub in it, followed by the boy and Toto, the dog with a new green ribbon around his neck, she hastened down to the splendid drawing-room of the palace, where, seated upon an exquisite throne of carved malachite and nestled amongst its green satin cushions, was the lovely Princess Ozma, waiting eagerly to welcome her friend. End of chapter 19 Told you they were quick chapters. Uh, they were, but it was kind of lovely. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, I like the Shaggy Man. Sure. And, uh, as I was going to point out in the chat, he has the love magnet. It doesn't matter how he looks. Everybody's just like, yeah, you're the best. And I don't know if uh, Foxfire saw my message or not, but I'm having some uh, transparency issues with the picture. And uh, I was wondering if you could do something, whatever whatever it is you do. I know every once in a while the file gets saved, saved weird or whatever. But uh, if you can 
do what you did in the past for me and hook me up. I can um, I can blow through it pretty quick. Um, yeah, and while we're listening to the stories, if anybody has sticker ideas, uh, send them to me, and I'll sketch out a preliminary because I'm getting some sticker ideas. Yeah. Sticker ideas. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, that, that's cool. So, um, and, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, but no, this is fun. And I think, uh, we're about to, uh, pay, get a, a royal visit in this next chapter. You know who, who it is. We've all been waiting for her. All right. Do you know? Do you know? No, I know nothing. No? All yeah. right. Well, here's the next chapter. Chapter 20 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 20, Princess Ozma of Oz. The royal historians of Oz, who are fine writers and know any number of big words, have often tried to describe the rare beauty of Ozma and failed because the words were not good enough. So, of course, I cannot hope to tell you how great was the charm of this little princess or how her loveliness put to shame all the sparkling jewels and magnificent luxury that surrounded her in this her royal palace. Whatever else was beautiful or dainty or delightful of itself faded to dullness when contrasted with Ozma's bewitching face, and it has often been said by those who know that no other ruler in all the world can ever hope to equal the gracious charm of her manner. Everything about Ozma attracted one, and she inspired love and the sweetest affection rather than awe or ordinary admiration. Dorothy threw her arms around her little friend and hugged and kissed her rapturously, and Toto barked joyfully, and Button Bright smiled a happy smile and consented to sit on the soft cushions close beside the princess. "'Why didn't you send me word you were going to have a birthday party?' asked the little Kansas girl when the first greetings were over. "'Didn't I?' asked Ozma, her pretty eyes dancing with merriment. "'Did you?' replied Dorothy, trying to think. "'Who do you imagine, dear, mixed up those roads so as to start you wandering in the direction of Oz?' inquired the princess. "'Oh, I never expected you of that,' cried Dorothy. "'I've watched you in my magic picture all the way here,' declared Ozma. "'And twice I thought I should have to use the magic belt to save you "'and transport you to the Emerald City. "'Once was when the Scootlers caught you, "'and again when you reached the deadly desert. "'But the shaggy man was able to help you out both times, "'so I did not interfere.' "'Do you know who Button Bright is?' asked Dorothy. "'No, I never saw him until you found him in the road, "'and then only in my magic picture. "'And did you send Polly to us?' "'No, dear. "'The Rainbow's daughter slid from her father's pretty arch "'just in time to meet you.' "'Well,' said Dorothy, "'I've promised King Dox of Foxville "'and King Kickabray of Dunkington "'that I'd ask you to invite them to your party.' "'I have already done that,' returned Ozma, "'because I thought it would please you to favor them.' "'Did you invite the musicer?' asked Button Bright. "'No, because he would be too noisy, 
and might interfere with the comfort of others. When music is not very good and is indulged in all the time, it is better that the performer should be alone, said the princess. I like the musicker's music, declared the boy gravely. But I don't, said Dorothy. Well, there will be plenty of music at my celebration, promised Ozma. So I've an idea Button Bright won't miss the musicker at all. Just then, Polychrome danced in and Ozma rose to greet the Rainbow's daughter in her sweetest and most cordial manner. Dorothy thought she had never seen two prettier creatures together than these lovely maidens, but Polly knew at once her own dainty beauty could not match that of Ozma, yet was not a bit jealous because this was so. The Wizard of Oz was announced and a dried-up little old man, clothed all in black, entered the drawing-room. His face was cheery and his eyes twinkling with humor, so Polly and Button Bright were not at all afraid of the wonderful personage whose fame as a humbug magician had spread throughout the world. After greeting Dorothy with much affection, he stood modestly behind Ozma's throne and listened to the lively prattle of the young people. Now the shaggy man appeared, and so startling was his appearance, all clad in shaggy new raiment, that Dorothy cried, Oh! and clasped her hands impulsively as she examined her friend with pleased eyes. He's still shaggy, all right, remarked Button Bright, and Ozma nodded brightly because she had meant the shaggy man to remain shaggy when she provided his new clothes for him. Dorothy led him toward the throne, as he was shy in such fine company, and presented him gracefully to the princess, saying, This, your highness, is my friend, the shaggy man, who owns the love magnet. You are welcome to Oz, said the girl ruler in gracious accents. But tell me, sir, where did you get the love magnet which you say you own? The shaggy man grew red and looked downcast, as he answered in a low voice, I stole it, your majesty. Oh, shaggy man, cried Dorothy, how dreadful! And you told me the Eskimo gave you the love magnet. He shuffled first on one foot and then on the other, much embarrassed. I told you a falsehood, Dorothy, he said. But now, having bathed in the truth pond, I must tell nothing but the truth. Why did you steal it? asked Ozma gently. "'Because no one loved me or cared for me,' said the shaggy man, "'and I wanted to be loved a great deal. "'It was owned by a girl in Butterfield who was loved too much, "'so that the young men quarreled over her which made her unhappy. "'After I had stolen the magnet from her, "'only one young man continued to love the girl, "'and she married him and regained her happiness.' "'Are you sorry you stole it?' asked the princess." No, your highness, I'm glad, he answered, for it has pleased me to be loved, and if Dorothy had not cared for me, I could not have accompanied her to this beautiful land of Oz, or met its kind-hearted ruler. Now that I'm here, I hope to remain and to become one of your majesty's most faithful subjects. But in Oz we are loved for ourselves alone, and for our kindness to one another, and for our good deeds, she said. I'll give up the love magnet, said the shaggy man eagerly. Dorothy shall have it. 
but everyone loves Dorothy already, declared the wizard. Then Button Bright shall have it. Don't want it, said the boy promptly. Then I'll give it to the wizard, for I'm sure the lovely Princess Ozma does not need it. All my people love the wizard, too, announced the princess, laughing. So we shall hang the love magnet over the gates of the Emerald City, that whoever shall enter or leave the gates may be loved and loving. That is a good idea, said the shaggy man. I agree to it most willingly. Those assembled now went into dinner, which you can imagine was a grand affair, and afterward Ozma asked the wizard to give them an exhibition of his magic. The wizard took eight tiny white piglets from an inside pocket and set them on the table. One was dressed like a clown and performed funny antics, and the others leaped over the spoons and dishes and ran around the table like racehorses and turned handsprings and were so sprightly and amusing that they kept the company in one roar of merry laughter. The wizard had trained these pets to do many curious things, and they were so little and so cunning and so soft that Polychrome loved to pick them up as they passed near her place and fondle them as if they were kittens. It was late when the entertainment ended, and they separated to go to their rooms. Tomorrow, said Ozma, my invited guests will arrive, and you will find among them some interesting and curious people, I promise you. The next day will be my birthday, and the festivities will be held on the broad green just outside the gates of the city where all my people can assemble without being crowded. I hope the scarecrow won't be late, said Dorothy anxiously. Oh, he is sure to return tomorrow, answered Ozma. He wanted new straw to stuff himself with, so he went to the munchkin country where straw is plentiful. With this, the princess bade her guests good night and went to her own room. End of chapter 20. Well, that sneaked up on me, too. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, Foxfire is not around her computer right now, so uh, the artwork for tonight will be black and white because it'll look. <laughs> It'll look bad if I if I try and color it. Um, Transparent. That's weird. I'm not really sure how to. I don't know how to do that. So. Well, I have. It has to be super transparent for me because I use Microsoft Paint. So it, it, mm. it, if it does, I I don't have super great editing tools for images. So. Uh, yeah. But it'll be fine. Black and white is cool. Um, okay. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Dorothy is very excited to see the Scarecrow once again. Um, of course. he was always her favorite in the books, right? Mm-hmm. She, she said that he was her favorite and that's I'll kind miss of you rude. most of all. Oh, that was the, rudest. I love you most of all in front of your other friends. And they're like, Hey, what am I? That's a that's a real real nice dick move there, Dorothy. Thanks. <laughs> I don't think the Dorothy in the book said that. That was just the Dorothy in the movies. Yeah. So, uh, I'll miss you most of all. Oh wow. That hurts. Hurts. You know hurts, we're hurts. standing right here. <laughs> yeah. So I think somebody else made a joke about that or made a cartoon about it. We're standing right here. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that was on <laughs> SNL or something yeah. like that. So. 
<laughs> yeah, oh gosh, hysterical stuff. So, um, but well, I uh, got a whole bunch of sticker ideas. I'm excited to show them to you at our yeah. meeting later. So, at any rate, uh, it's stripped down, but it's still gorgeous. But there's the show art. I just made it square yeah. and slapped our That's title nice. on it. Black and white never hurt anybody. Many bomb illustrations were black and white too. So, well, I think they all were, except for the well, covers, right? I think there were some color plates in some of the books. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, anyway, uh, anyway. yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, I'm gonna have to track it down. But Heather says she's listened to me the Me TV radio station. I'm 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 curious That's as fun. to what what's on it. Is it like TV themes and stuff? Yeah. That'd be crazy. Maybe. So. Maybe. Um, but uh, anyway, all right. Well, we, uh, um, so yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about the Blue Fairy book and uh, tell us what oh. we might be able to. Yeah, expect? I kind of miss the fairy tales. So uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, fairy books. The Blue Fairy book is the one that we've probably fairy lights for fairy nights my old podcast that um we were doing i think we used most of the things from the blue fairy book but there's tons of them and i didn't realize there were these fairy books until i was doing a um a little library for dolls That's how crazy mm -hmm. this is <laughs> and then i saw like in this library this tiny library i was doing it kind of had some turn of the century things and one of it it had the blue fairy book and the red fairy book. So there's tons of them. There's the yellow, the red, the maroon, the brown. So it, it's a lot of good stories. So we found one from the blue fairy book that wasn't, uh, we hadn't ever used. So I, I kind of, I wanted to go ahead and do one of those recordings. And then uh, we'll find some more. We'll probably go on to the, the next one in the series, just like we are in Oz, because, uh, you know, one at a time. So, yeah. Well, out so, feeding the horses. Oh, what a life. I love those horses, I bet. Yeah, I Give figured she, she probably was taking care of the horses. So, um, yeah. but, okay, I'll, I'll give this one a shot. Um, okay. And see what but happens. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, play this. This is. Um, Blue Fairy Book uh, 1. I'm not sure exactly what the... Uh, uh, let me see if there's any more details on it. Yeah, I, I don't see any more. Do you remember what it's called or anything? Oh, no, I thought you had it downloaded. and I do have it go. downloaded. I just have to... Hang on. I'll... I'll uh, Find it. <laughs> no, it's, it's oh. loaded and ready to play. Just uh, Soundbite only gives me limited information on what oh. the... The bronze okay. ring. There it is. I looked. Yeah, at it. that was so it. So here we go. The bronze ring. This Thank you. This is Ken. a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mariah Fallon. The Blue Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. The Bronze Ring. Once upon a time, in a certain country, there lived a king whose palace was surrounded by a spacious garden. But, though the gardeners were many, and the soil was good, this garden yielded neither flowers nor fruits. 
not even grass or shady trees. The king was in a despair about it, when a wise old man said to him, Your gardeners do not understand their business, but what can you expect of men whose fathers were cobblers and carpenters? How should they have learned to cultivate your garden? You are quite right, cried the king. Therefore, continued the old man, you should send for a gardener whose father and grandfather have been gardeners before him, and very soon your garden will be full of green grass and gay flowers, and you will enjoy its delicious fruit. So the king sent messengers to every town, village, and hamlet in his dominions, to look for a gardener whose forefathers had been gardeners also, and after forty days one was found. "'Come with us and be gardener to the king,' they said to him. "'How can I go to the king?' said the gardener. "'A poor wretch like me.' "'This is of no consequence,' they answered. "'Here are new clothes for you and your family.' "'But I owe money to several people.' "'We will pay your debts,' they said. "'So the gardener allowed himself to be persuaded, "'and went away with the messengers, "'taking his wife and his son with him. "'And the king, delighted to have found a real gardener,' entrusted him with the care of his garden. The man found no difficulty in making the royal garden produce flowers and fruit, and at the end of a year the park was not like the same place, and the king showered gifts upon his new servant. The gardener, as you have already heard, had a son, who was a very handsome young man, with most agreeable manners, and every day he carried the best fruit of the garden to the king, and all the prettiest flowers to his daughter. Now this princess was wonderfully pretty, and was just sixteen years old, and the king was beginning to think it was time that she should be married. "'My dear child,' said he, "'you are of an age to take a husband. Therefore, I am thinking of marrying you to the son of my prime minister.' "'Father,' replied the princess, "'I will never marry the son of the minister.' "'Why not?' asked the king. "'Because I love the gardener's son,' answered the princess.' On hearing this, the king was at first very angry, and then he wept and sighed, and declared that such a husband was not worthy of his daughter, but the young princess was not to be turned from her resolution to marry the gardener's son. Then the king consulted his ministers. This is what you must do, they said. To get rid of the gardener, you must send both suitors to a very distant country, and the one who returns first shall marry your daughter. The king followed this advice, and the minister's son was presented with a splendid horse and a purse full of gold pieces, while the gardener's son had only an old lame horse and a purse full of copper money, and everyone thought he would never come back from his journey. The day before they started, the princess met her lover and said to him, Be brave, and remember always that I love you. Take this purse full of jewels and make the best use you can of them for love of me, and come back quickly and demand my hand. The two suitors left the town together, but the minister's son went off at a gallop on his good horse, and very soon was lost to sight beyond the most distant hills. He traveled on for some days, and presently reached a fountain beside which an old woman, all in rags, sat upon a stone. "'Good day to you, young traveler,' said she. But the minister's son made no reply. "'Have pity upon me, traveler,' she said again. I am dying of hunger, as you see, and three days have I been here, and no one has given me anything. Leave me alone, old witch, cried the young man. I can do nothing for you. And so saying, he went on his way. 
that same evening the gardener's son rode up to the fountain upon his lame gray horse good day to you young traveller said the beggar woman good day good woman answered he young traveller have pity upon me take my purse good woman said he and mount behind me for your legs can't be very strong the old woman didn't wait to be asked twice but mounted behind him and in this style they reached the chief city of a powerful kingdom the minister's son was lodged in a grand inn the gardener's son and the old woman dismounted at the inn for beggars the next day the gardener's son heard a great noise in the street and the king's heralds passed blowing all kinds of instruments and crying the king our master is old and infirm we will give a great reward to whoever will cure him and give him back the strength of his youth then the old beggar woman said to her benefactor this is what you must do to obtain the reward which the king promises go out of the town by the south gate and there you will find three little dogs of different colors the first will be white the second black the third red you must kill them and then burn them separately and gather up the ashes put the ashes of each dog into a bag of its own color then go before the door of the palace and cry out a celebrated physician has come from janina in albania he alone can cure the king and give him back the strength of his youth the king's physicians will say this is an impostor and not a learned man and they will make all sorts of difficulties but you will overcome them all at last and will present yourself before the sick king you must then demand as much wood as three mules can carry and a great cauldron and must shut yourself in a room with the sultan and when the cauldron boils you must throw him into it and there leave him until his flesh is completely separated from his bones then arrange the bones in their proper places and throw over them the ashes of the three bags the king will come back to life and will be just as he was when he was twenty years old for your reward you must demand the bronze ring which has the power to grant you everything you desire go my son and do not forget any of my instructions the young man followed the old beggar woman's directions on going out of the town he found the white red and black dogs and killed and burnt them gathering the ashes in three bags then he ran to the palace and cried a celebrated physician has just come from janina in albania he alone can cure the king and give him back the strength of his youth the king's physicians at first laughed at the unknown wayfarer but the sultan ordered that the stranger should be admitted they brought the cauldron and the loads of wood and very soon the king was boiling away toward midday the gardener's son arranged the bones in their places and he had hardly scattered the ashes over them before the old king revived to find himself once more young and hearty how can i reward you my benefactor he cried will you take half my treasures no said the gardener's son my daughter's hand no take half my kingdom no give me only the bronze ring which can instantly grant me anything i wish for alas cried the king i set great store by that marvellous ring nevertheless you shall have it and he gave it to him the gardener's son went back to say good-bye to the old beggar woman then he said to the bronze ring prepare a splendid ship in which i may continue my journey let the hull be of fine gold the masts of silver the sails of brocade let the crew consist of twelve young men of noble appearance dressed like kings st nicholas will be at the helm as to the cargo let it be diamonds rubies emeralds and carbuncles 
and immediately a ship appeared upon the sea which resembled in every particular the description given by the gardener's son and stepping on board he continued his journey presently he arrived at a great town and established himself in a wonderful palace after several days he met his rival the minister's son who had spent all his money and was reduced to the disagreeable employment of a carrier of dust and rubbish the gardener's son said to him what is your name what is your family and from what country do you come i am the son of the prime minister of a great nation and yet see what a degrading occupation i am reduced to listen to me though i don't know anything more about you i am willing to help you i will give you a ship to take you back to your own country upon one condition whatever it may be i accept it willingly follow me to my palace the minister's son followed the rich stranger whom he had not recognized when they reached the palace the gardener's son made a sign to his slaves who completely undressed the newcomer make this ring red hot commanded the master and mark the man with it upon his back the slaves obeyed him now young man said the rich stranger i am going to give you a vessel which will take you back to your own country and going out he took the bronze ring and said bronze ring obey thy master prepare me a ship of which the half-rotten timber shall be painted black let the sails be in rags and the sailors infirm and sickly one shall have lost a leg another an arm the third shall be a hunchback another lame or club-footed or blind and most of them shall be ugly and covered with scars go and let my orders be executed the minister's son embarked in this old vessel and thanks to favorable winds at length reached his own country in spite of the pitiable condition in which he returned they received him joyfully i am the first to come back said he to the king now fulfill your promise and give me the princess in marriage so they at once began to prepare for the wedding festivities as to the poor princess she was sorrowful and angry enough about it the next morning at daybreak a wonderful ship with every sail set came to anchor before the town the king happened at that moment to be in the palace window what strange ship is this he cried that has a golden hull silver masts and silken sails and who are the young men like princes who man it and do i not see saint nicholas at the helm go at once and invite the captain of the ship to come to the palace his servants obeyed him and very soon in came an enchantingly handsome young prince dressed in rich silk ornamented with pearls and diamonds young man said the king you are welcome whoever you may be do me the favor to be my guest as long as you remain in my capital many thanks sire replied the captain i accept your offer my daughter is about to be married said the king will you give her away i shall be charmed sire soon after came the princess and her betrothed why how is this cried the young captain would you marry this charming princess to such a man as that but he is my prime minister's son what does that matter i cannot give your daughter away the man she is betrothed to is one of my servants your servant without doubt i met him in a distant town reduced to carrying away dust and rubbish from the houses i had pity on him engaged him as one of my servants it is impossible cried the king do you wish me to prove what i say this young man returned in a vessel which i fitted out for him 
an unseaworthy ship with a black battered hull, and the sailors were infirm and crippled. It is quite true, said the king. It is false, cried the minister's son. I do not know this man. Sire, said the young captain, order your daughter's betrothed to be stripped, and see if the mark of my ring is not branded upon his back. The king was about to give this order, when the minister's son, to save himself from such an indignity, admitted that the story was true. And now, sire, said the young captain, do you not recognize me? I recognize you, said the princess. You are the gardener's son whom I have always loved, and it is you I wish to marry. Young man, you shall be my son-in-law, cried the king. The marriage festivities are already begun, so you shall marry my daughter this very day. And so that very day, the gardener's son married the beautiful princess. Several months passed. The young couple were as happy as the day was long, and the king was more and more pleased with himself for having secured such a son-in-law. But presently the captain of the golden ship found it necessary to take a long voyage, and after embracing his wife tenderly, he embarked. Now in the outskirts of the capital there lived an old man who had spent his life in studying black arts, alchemy, astrology, magic, and enchantment. This man found out that the gardener's son had only succeeded in marrying the princess by the help of the genie who obeyed the bronze ring. I will have that ring, said he to himself. So he went down to the seashore and caught some little red fishes. Really, they were quite wonderfully pretty. Then he came back and passed before the princess's window, and he began to cry out, Who wants some pretty little red fishes? The princess heard him and sent out one of her slaves, who said to the old peddler, What will you take for your fish? A bronze ring. A bronze ring, old simpleton, and where shall I find one? Under the cushion in the princess's room. The slave went back to her mistress. The old madman will take neither gold nor silver, said she. What does he want, then? A bronze ring that is hidden under a cushion? Find the ring and give it to him, said the princess. And at last the slave found the bronze ring, which the captain of the golden ship had accidentally left behind, and carried it to the man who made off with it instantly. Hardly had he reached his own house when, taking the ring, he said, Bronze ring, obey thy master. I desire that the golden ship shall turn to black wood, and the crew to hideous negroes, that St. Nicholas shall leave the helm, and that the only cargo shall be black cats. And the genie of the bronze ring obeyed him. Finding himself upon the sea in this miserable condition, the young captain understood that someone must have stolen the bronze ring from him, and he lamented his misfortune mildly. But that did him no good. Alas, he said to himself, whoever has taken my ring has probably taken my dear wife also. What good will it do me to go back to my own country? And he sailed about from island to island and from shore to shore, believing that wherever he went, everybody was laughing at him and very soon his poverty was so great that he and his crew and the poor black cats had nothing to eat but herbs and roots. After wandering about a long time, he reached an island inhabited by mice. The captain landed upon the shore and began to explore the country. There were mice everywhere, and nothing but mice. Some of the black cats had followed him, and, not having been fed for several days, they were fearfully hungry and made terrible havoc among the mice. Then the queen of the mice held a council. These cats will eat every one of us, she said, if the captain of the ship does not shut the ferocious animals up. Let us send a deputation to him of the bravest among us. 
Several mice offered themselves for this mission and set out to find the young captain. Captain, said they, go away quickly from our island or we shall perish, every mouse of us. Willingly, replied the young captain, upon one condition. That is that you shall first bring me back a bronze ring, which some clever magician has stolen from me. If you do not do this, I will end all my cats upon your island and you shall be exterminated. The mice withdrew in great dismay. What is to be done? said the queen. How can we find this bronze ring? She held a new council, calling in mice from every quarter of the globe, but nobody knew where the bronze ring was. Suddenly, three mice arrived from a very distant country. One was blind, the second lame, and the third had her ears cropped. Ho, 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 said the newcomers. We come from a far distant country. Do you know where the bronze ring is which the genie obey? Ho, 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 we know. An old sorcerer has taken possession of it, and now he keeps it in his pocket by day and in his mouth by night. Go and take it from him and come back as soon as possible. So the three mice made themselves a boat and set sail for the magician's country. When they reached the capital, they landed and ran to the palace, leaving only the blind mice on the shore to take care of the boat. Then they waited till it was night. The wicked old man lay down in bed and put the bronze ring into his mouth, and very soon he was asleep. Now what shall we do? said the two little animals to each other. The mouse with the cropped ears found a lamp full of oil and a bottle full of pepper. So she dipped her tail first in the oil and then in the pepper and held it to the sorcerer's nose. <coughs> sneezed the old man, but he did not wake, and the shock made the bronze ring jump out of his mouth. Quick as thought, the lame mouse snatched up the precious talisman and carried it off to the boat. Imagine the despair of the magician when he awoke and the bronze ring was nowhere to be found. But by that time our three mice had set sail with their prize. A favoring breeze was carrying them toward the island where the queen of the mice was awaiting them. Naturally, they began to talk about the bronze ring. "'Which of us deserves the most credit?' they cried all at once. "'I do,' said the blind mouse, "'for without my watchfulness our boat would have drifted away to the open sea.' "'No, indeed!' cried the mouse with the cropped ears. "'The credit is mine! Did I not cause the ring to jump out of the man's mouth?' "'No, it is mine!' cried the lame one, "'for I ran off with the ring!' And from high words they soon came to blows, and alas! When the quarrel was fiercest, the bronze ring fell into the sea. "'How are we to face our queen?' said the three mice, "'when by our folly we have lost the talisman "'and condemned our people to be utterly exterminated. "'We cannot go back to our country. "'Let us land on this desert island "'and there end our miserable lives.' No sooner said than done, the boat reached the island, and the mice landed. The blind mouse was speedily deserted by her two sisters, who went off to hunt flies, and as she wandered sadly along the shore, she found a dead fish, and was eating it when she felt something very hard. At her cries, the other two mice ran up. "'It is the bronze ring! It is the talisman!' they cried joyfully, and, getting into their boat again, they soon reached the mouse island. It was time they did, for the captain was just going to land his cargo of cats, when a deputation of mice brought him the precious bronze ring." "'Bronze ring,' commanded the young man, "'obey thy master. Let my ship appear as it was before.' Immediately the genie of the ring set to work, and the old black vessel became once more the wonderful golden ship with sails of brocade. The handsome sailors ran to the silver masts and the silken ropes, and very soon they set sail for the capital. 
Ah, how merrily the sailors sang as they flew over the glassy sea. At last the port was reached. The captain landed and ran to the palace, where he found the wicked old man asleep. The princess clasped her husband in a long embrace. The magician tried to escape, but he was seized and bound with strong cords. The next day the sorcerer, tied to the sail of a savage mule loaded with nuts, was broken into as many pieces as there were nuts upon the mule's back. The End Damn. It's a quick stop. Seems like you got two stories in one. Once I, again. There's like 18 stories in one. That was a lot. But you know what? Yeah. You guys you guys blinked and missed some serious, serious weirdness. Well, that burning of the dogs thing, that was just about as yeah. weird as it gets. I, mean, I brought that to everybody's attention, but there was some... Subtle racism in there too. <laughs> oh that yeah, you guys I missed all that. missed. I was probably looking at barf gifts. Yeah, you were looking at barf gifts. It's like, I don't know. I I kind of like them because it's like just weird. This is a story, and it's just got a bunch of weird stuff in it that is not has not been. Uh, refiltered and reset and redone a million times because it's just kind of been forgotten. So I kind of like that part of it, but every once in a while there's some casual racism and it's like, well, what the hell was that all about? You know? So. Yeah. Sorry, I lied. I posted a barf gif. So. Uh, well, Adam will <laughs> love it, you know? He might. He has some new did music see- for Midnight Sun, he says. Oh, Lord. Yeah, did you see the Foxfire posted a cute gif? But I the the tuxedo cat being taken into the yeah that's the great UFO cute stuff yeah yeah that's pretty amazing so yeah, those uh, mice are adorable Foxfire so yeah so that's uh that, that was interesting there was a lot of craziness in there uh, obviously not a very streamlined story because it was just every which way yeah that's how it is sometimes but. Yeah, but yeah, get a red dog, a brown dog, and a black dog. Burn them all and put them in bags the same color Ooh, to yeah. the dogs. That's some serious uh, then black boil, magic. If you're then boil killing the dogs and didn't they? Go ahead. Then boil the boil. king. Yeah, well, he was already dead, wasn't he? And they were bringing him back to life. I think he was dying. Oh, okay. So he killed them and brought him back. To, I don't know. It was crazy. It's messed up, man. Yeah. It's like this. It, I, I'm sorry. I. That's kind of dangerous to put that kind of creepy spell out there to the mm. dying. You know, this will yeah. kill a bunch of dogs. That'll help the dying. You got a spell to bring back the dogs? Yeah. <laughs> kill more dogs. No. I don't know. It's messed up. So, anyway, well, yeah, that was strange. Uh, there you go. Blue fairy book. Yeah. Turn of the century. Turn of the, from the 1800s to the 19. Mm. Well, the 18, you know. Mm. Not this century, the last one. The one before the 19th century? Yeah, this I always say that 21st. Wrong. Ah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, there we go. 
Um, hope everybody enjoyed the the show. Uh, we've got a action-packed show tomorrow on. Um, it came from Cleveland. Going to be talking about uh, Joe Bob Briggs, John Belushi. Uh, Miles is going to have a story, a war story about canoes. And I will have f no less than four recommendations for four uh, birthday uh, birthday actors tomorrow on the show. Some living, some not. And uh, you'll have to tune in to find out. You put, took down your barf gift. Yeah, I just figured, whatever. <laughs> oh, you're funny. I didn't want to freak everybody out. So now it's your turn to say bye. Say bye, and uh, it was nice uh, thinking about Steven with the litter box, Libra box, liver box. Liver box. <laughs> liver box. Libra box. But, yeah. Libra, Libra box. Libra free voice. Yeah, I think I can't help but think of him every time we do this show, so. Yeah, so I'm just stating the obvious out there. Yeah. Thinking about him and thinking about him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to say before uh, we wrap it up? We just have uh, a minute minute left. No, just like I said, I'm just living life and, and be safe and I'm staying inside and... Doing, uh, stay out of bars. Doing the best they can. Stay out of bars. Stay out of bars. You stay didn't out need of, to stay out of big crowds full of strangers because they're all. There's a reason why this pandemic's going to its third year. It's because Americans are stupid and irresponsible. <laughs> yep. And sometimes you just have to say no. I don't need to do that. I don't yeah. need to do that. You can talk to a lot of people on. Um, on video chat. That's nice. Sure. Right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>